You can check out anytime you'd like, but you can never check out. This week on King Me, enjoy your stay. This is 1408. King me. King me. Welcome, of course, to King Me, the official podcast of Kinging Me, the official Stephen King movie podcast, official in air quotes. I feel the need to <laughs> clarify because I feel like we could run into some legal issues if we don't. Legally, the official Stephen King movie podcast. <laughs> Legally, the official Stephen King. Hey, wait a minute. No. <laughs> is the official podcast. Well, it's the official unofficial Stephen King movie podcast. The official <laughs> podcast of King Me. The official podcast of cutting the sleeves off of a shirt where you have a hole in the armpit to make a sleeveless shirt. And now you're wearing it for the podcast record. <laughs> now you just wear that shirt around the house. I just wear that um, shirt around the house or to work. Mm, I, the, uh, the I official work at, podcast. <laughs> I work at a dirt bag factory. <laughs> we make dirt bags. <laughs> What's it the official podcast of for you? Buy buy dirt bags for dirt bags. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to um, hear what it's the official podcast of for you. No. It's the official podcast of uh, wearing old underwear because you don't have any clean new underwear. That's gross. I don't want to be the official podcast of that. <laughs> it's not old in that it's dirty. Old in it that I haven't worn it in a long time, and it's uncomfortable. So, <laughs> well, we'll be working through those issues as as we uh, as we go along here. Can't wait to check in with you later. <laughs> Get more, get a status update on that. Oh, I'm of course Dan Gagliardi. Danny, I am. You're Ra, Avon. <laughs> you're you are Ra. That's what we call you. Your initials. Yes. Yeah. We, we. I am the Sun God. Ra. Yeah. Ra. That's your cool new nickname for the show. Official podcast of Sun Gods. <laughs> hey, this is the official podcast of Ancient Egypt. How about that? How's that suit you? Oh, man. I was watching... Um, you ever watch Ancient Aliens? Uh, that show with that guy with the hair? You know, Yeah. The no, I never watched it. <laughs> the, uh, I, uh, the guy from Boondock Saints 2? All Saints Day? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That's a callback to a, uh, a joke on the premium show. Hey, if you aren't subscribed to the premium show, why don't you go ahead, uh, click into the show notes there. We got a link to the Patreon. <laughs> Uh, you can subscribe yeah. $5 a month gets you access to the bonus show. We've also added some new tiers of, uh, perks and rewards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Mamone tiers. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Should we tell them? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, right. Like an advertisement. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, currently we'd only allow you to give us $10 a month max, right? Was that it? Yeah, we, and we that max got you, you out then. Yeah, that gets you access. It gets you a shout out on the show, gets you access to the premium show. That's a weekly bonus episode. It also got you a King Me coffee mug. Um, or honestly, a mug for whatever you want to put in it. Um, <laughs> it could be a, it could be a your your balls mug. You could put your balls in the mug. Um, but now, <laughs> if you give us fifteen dollars a month, that gets you access to. The Bobby Mamone tier, 
<laughs> which gets you everything I just said, and will send you a certificate uh, deeming you an honorary Bobby Mamone. Uh, as, hey! <laughs> as we know, uh, Bobby Mamone is canonically dead on this show. Uh, so, right, he died a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah so we will deputize you, uh, sort of like at the end of V for Vendetta. How, like, <laughs> you know, you can kill a man, but an idea, can't you can't kill that so much. That's going right, to be that's, you. <laughs> you're the idea. Yeah. And you, you basically have to be uh, V for Vendetta and a Batman. That's right. And <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I will not bury another Batman. <laughs> uh, still one of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> and then if you give us $20 a month, not only do you get the certificate, you get to call in to this show. Um, and we'll we'll talk to you for a minute, but you have to stay yeah. in character as Bobby Mamone, <laughs> which limits you more or less to one word, and that word is Bobby. <laughs> Maybe we'll add another tier where you can uh, say more. But... Say more words? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get to pick the words. It's basically going to be like uh, you're entering into a uh, magnet poetry situation where... We will give you a handful of nouns, verbs, uh, adjectives, adverbs. And you're free to do with them what you want. I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> Doesn't it? That sounds like... <laughs> how much steel, do, guys. How much do fridge magnets cost? Less than $20? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's probably the going rate for a good fridge magnet. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Rob. Yeah. Um, we don't have those to give them. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, better, actually, in in a lot of ways. People have been talking to me a lot about mm. how it's better than yeah. uh, than anything else that's more affordable. All right. Well. So that's something to keep in mind. What were you going to say? Um, uh, I'm sure it wasn't important. No, um, it probably was very important. I'd like to get back to this, please. <laughs> Uh, no i have nothing go on (sighs) (laughs) you know what (laughs) wait a second um i was uh because i uh, guys uh you know we do this show bit of a narcissist i i sometimes go on the itunes and see you know if uh if we we move the needle at all with our uh our ratings we haven't all right guys first things first throw us some stars baby all right you don't hey. have to write anything, but if you do write something, we'll read it here. So that's right. Write we're something. Here, we're here every week spitting bars. Okay, yeah. least you could do is throw us five stars, <laughs> and that's just an example of the spars. <laughs> I mean, bars we're spitting on a weekly basis here. Right. Um, one of the other things too that I'd like to bring up is when you uh, when uh, this this kind of bugs me every time. Um, when I look up uh, King Me on iTunes, mm-hmm. there's another podcast called uh, Kiss Me Quick's Erotic uh, Erotica. So oh, give stories. them five stars too. Um, they, <laughs> I just I can't get over the fact that um, you know there's an erotica podcast and they're doing so much better than we are, guys. Why does that surprise um, you? <laughs> I don't know. It's Why just a the hell would that? Well, <laughs> then we need to. Uh, we need more sex on the show. Okay? Oh man, we need to spice things up. I guess. Hmm. Yeah, we do. We're, we're in a rut here. Yeah, right. we need to start 
jerking off on the podcast <laughs> more than we do in a uh, more wow. literal uh, sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think by definition, this show is just wankery. Um, yeah, I want to. <laughs> I we got to give the people what they want. <laughs> All right. So from now on, there's going to be more masturbation on the yeah, show. We are um, we are adding a segment called "Here Comes Slimer," uh, <laughs> and that will that will be dedicated to us uh, tugging our pigs. <laughs> right, and guys, again, check out the Patreon. Oh right? wait, maybe we should call it the Pig Pen. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, just, Chris, just five this is off to a great of, start. <laughs> five minutes of discomforting quiet. Every right. now and then you hear something that sounds like someone uh, in the distance snapping their fingers. <laughs> uh-huh. And then... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, just... uh, coming in hot this app. Yeah. Uh, to talk about 2007's... 1408. Um, yeah. Um, or, or as I like to call deal. it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to know what I like to call it? What do you like to call it? I like to call it 1408. This isn't The Shining. <laughs> Just kidding. Of course it's not The Shining. Different movie, different stuff happening. Kind of a different movie. Kind uh, of. <laughs> kind of. There's like less going on, I guess. The yeah, um, so far we've watched two Shining movies, and this is kind of like a third. Um, it's uh, uh, I don't know. What, how would you even like? <laughs> you know like, what? I'm just gonna take the reins back from you real quick. <laughs> no, well, I'm trying to think. Like, is this more like a more self-aware version of The Shining? Only because like, uh, you know the the main character is he's a writer that's that writes about haunted houses, essentially haunted hotels and things like that. Haunted mm -hmm. places across the country. A debunker of, well, yeah. no, he himself, he's a skeptic, but he writes as though he, he buys it. Right. Yeah. He's like a, a charlatan of sorts. Um, <laughs> of sorts. Yeah. But he, I don't know what it like. There is like, you know, it's a haunted hotel. Like that's, well, That's it's the shining, it's, man. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's not the hotel, it's the room, and it's not haunted. It's an evil fucking room. It's an evil room. Yeah. To to quote Sam Jackson. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I guess in the way that it it's re like related to the shining. You know that one room in the shining? What is it? Uh with the bath hag? It's mm -hmm. like a movie just about that one room. Yeah, pretty much. Which room is that again? Uh, I can't remember the number. What, it's what that, that documentary. Movie? That's honestly, room. I was trying to remember, and that's how I was trying to remember. Cool sentence, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job on that one. <laughs> 237? Yeah, that works. Yeah, that works. room two, 237. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> now well, this there is you have it, folks. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't this know. This is going to be a, a numbers-heavy episode. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I want to talk about the TV show Numbers. <laughs> uh, David Crumholtz, maybe at his best. 
Yes. There's an episode where the um the the trick to solving the mystery was uh the fact that uh, those like the button that unlocks your car on your keys mm-hmm. uh it runs on a rolling algorithm. So that's how they were able to figure out the mystery. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking riveting. <laughs> I I thought so. I thought so. I saw that uh in like my Sophomore or junior year of high school, when my t- teacher just let us watch that because uh, <laughs> she didn't feel like teaching that day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great show, and I'm done talking about it. All right, so, well. uh, uh, let's see, fourteen oh eight. What does yeah. that number mean to you? Oh man, it means uh, when you add it up, baby, that's thirteen. Oh my god, it that. is. Yeah. Do they go over that in the movie? They they do at one point. He I don't think I don't know if he says it outright, but um they I think they keep making reference to the number 13, like how mm. um you know, these numbers add up to 13, uh how it's on the 14th floor, but most hotels don't have a 13th, so technically it is the 13th floor. Um This movie's very smart. <laughs> it's very smart. Um also uh, well, let's start. Who directed this uh, m- this movie? Let's, In my let's opinion, start there. yeah. In my opinion, it was Mikael Hofstrom. Hofstrom. Oh, <laughs> my um, Scandinavian accent will always just be a bad German accent. <laughs> um, you know him from other movies like Derailed, um, the Drowning es- Ghost, Escape Plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, stuff like that. That's um, sort of starring. Stuff. Nothing really. Yeah. Starring King Alum, John Cusack. Is that right? What? Yeah, what else, man. What else was he in? Uh, Stephen King's Stand By Me. Oh, of course. I know. As, I as also didn't like get that at first. <laughs> the, the best older brother there's ever been. Yeah, just like a great older brother. Who, Dead as uh, hell. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um also starring Tony Shaloub. Also starring Sam Jackson. <laughs> I wouldn't um, say it's starring Tony Shaloub. I would say he's in it. Starring Shaloub. <laughs> <laughs> um no, this is not Monk. Don't <laughs> He's this is not an episode of Monk. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going <laughs> for here. Uh Bitbell, Bitbell. <laughs> Let's do a bit um, Also, King alum Len uh, Wiseman. Len Wiseman. <laughs> um, no, he played. Um, he was only in this for a brief scene where he played John Cusack's father in like a nightmare. Um, mm. but that guy would also play the sheriff in Secret Window. Fantastic, hey, that's fun. Yeah, you guys remember that, don't you? Yeah. Um. All right. What's happening in this movie or on this show? This show. It feels like we started driving and we forgot to take the emergency brake off. <laughs> yeah, I forgot how to do this show. What I are we think doing? I did too. I I don't know. I don't know. How do we How do we center our energy and and tell everyone about fourteen oh eight from two thousand seven, starring Hold John on. Cusack, the lesser Cusack, uh. Uh, that's it. I got nothing. 
What are you? Oh, Captain, you disappoint me. You of all people, you shouldn't have to ask. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I, I, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. I had a long talk with Schilling. He told me you're just like your dad, just like him. Spit an image. And we all know that an apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. <laughs> Why? That's not I, from 1408. That's from Sometimes They Come Back for More? Uh, sometimes They Come Back Again? No. I don't know. No, it's got to be for more, right? Because it's just like nowhere connected to the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just sort of to reset ourselves, maybe to to reestablish um, where we're coming from here. Return us to our roots. Remind yeah. us why we do this week in and week out. Right. Incest, the game the whole family can play. Sure. Our brother's for... my daddy. <laughs> okay, I forgot there was a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> You know what All sucks? Right. We're getting into like just. This is an era of just boring shit. It is an era of boring shit. I think um, the ne well next week we have um, a movie, a foreign film, which <gasps> is yeah. Wow! Take that, forty-five. You hear me? You you Cheeto Tweeto. Oh my god. <laughs> I forget where I heard that one, but that uh that's that's no good. You hear me? You yeah. fucking you shit. You you, little... you just shit. You um, just shit. <laughs> yeah. Um no, this is okay. I, I don't know. This movie, I feel like, is kind of... Um, it, it's nothing special. Um, I mm -hmm. think it's it's kind of down the middle, but leaning on the side uh, towards, like, on the, like, the good, like, movies that we've seen. But I also don't think there's anything especially, like, new or exciting to see here. No, no. My list of king tropes, I... I started writing them down because it's like, holy shit, this just keeps happening. And granted, yeah. I, I like sort of parse them. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven tropes. I have eleven written down. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a real testament to uh, uh, the source material here. It's just like it's rehashing a lot of stuff. Obviously, it's not poorly executed. Like it is a movie. Um, right every it's it's like the mark henley school of like reviewing things yeah it's like, exactly well, all the pages were there uh staples <laughs> in the binding um, uh same guy played the same character from scene to scene that was yeah. good i like that um yeah there's nothing like wrong with it that that's what's so frustrating is it's yeah. not that bad but i also like i would not i saw this when it came out because i was 2007 yes. how old would i have been like 16 probably like i saw it too i was too old to see it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> well like i mean not really like you like horror movies and this technically yeah, is i like one. i like horror movies i like john cusack i think he's good um yeah i do too this was also in 2007 when i still thought john cusack was good i don't think he's good anymore i think um, he, i there's something he's like clearly a piece of shit but like yeah He's charming in the way that, like, an abusive person is charming. Yeah, right. I think, like, the uh, 
like the last time that I really liked him in a movie was in High Fidelity, where he played like a huge asshole, the worst and, guy. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, that was and, like. Did we that talk was, about this on the show? That I don't think anyone, any. Oh no, I was talking to friend of the show Susan Cota about this. That uh-huh. you should, as if you are a a, a male identifying person. Uh, yeah. A straight male identifying person, you should not be allowed to watch that movie until you're 35. Yeah, like, it is. It, it will just yeah. wreak weight. It the the stakes are too high, frankly. No, yeah, I I agree with you because it is um like you you as a as a young man you are uh you don't understand <laughs> how no, what, what like, the message of that it movie is, a, is. <laughs> it's a it's like a fight club for for like sad fuck boys yes like, it's as easy to miss the message and it's as toxic if you do right yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> um it, that being said i think that's a really great movie but you shouldn't be allowed to see it if you are um Totally. Yeah, I think totally. 35 is is a great cutoff age. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and I think 45 is a great cutoff for how many presidents we should have. Because <laughs> he shouldn't even be the president is what I'm getting at. Not that he should be the only president from now on, which is what it sounded like I meant. <laughs> you got that, Donald yeah. Trump. Uh, fucking Trump. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think... Uh, John Cusack is is that great, and he's also especially like in recent years. It's this weird thing with like, because I, I would say like he was at one point a movie star, right? Um, and for some reason, like movie stars from like the eighties and nineties, they have no place now. Like for like if you if they can't like transition into like getting older and taking roles that like are would fit them better. They are in this weird sort of, uh, you know, like stuck position where they're like, I don't want to play this like awful, you know, older character. So I'm going to do these direct to video movies where like it's John Cusack, Bruce Willis is doing that. Um, There's like a bunch of stars from that era that are just doing straight to video movies now because like they're so out of touch with everything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. John Cusack, especially because like, you know, Bruce Willis is like an action hero, and that makes sense that he'd get like outdated in sort of a specific way. But he can still pop up and stuff. And like, oh god, I forgot about that fucking Death Wish remake that they're doing. Yeah, that simply should not be happening. But my point was going to be like, <laughs> is there a Cus- worse time? <laughs> is there a worse time to do that? Right. Um, like John Cusack's appeal was like being a young sort of cute just like i don't know just like a smart talking motherfucker and he's old and droopy now and he's not a good actor so he's kind of got that working against him look all of this to say uh, joan cusack far superior as far as cusacks go absolutely i love joan cusack i've been watching that show shameless oh okay and i think it's a crazy show i think it's incredible that they managed to jump the shark in the first season uh (laughs) but she's like she's so great she's so funny and she makes like such interesting choices i don't know it's a no-brainer babe (laughs) um it's so okay bruce willis's career right 
he started out on uh, as like kind of a comedy guy. Like he was on Moonlighting and stuff. Right, and right. Die Hard, which was like, I, I don't know. It, it's it's like it's kind of like Chris Pratt. Like Chris Pratt was like the schlubby guy on uh, Parks and Rec, and then he's like in Guardians, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, Chris Pratt! He could do this stuff." So, same kind of trajectory, but like he he also had that album uh, Return of Bruno. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> it, uh, a lot of people describe that as his honking on Bobo. <laughs> it is. Uh it is definitely his honking on Bobo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um yeah. I would also like to say that uh Chris Pratt is uh, uh kind of annoying. I just want that on the record. Yeah, of course he is. Are you playing Bruno? What are you talking about? What? What is this? <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, is this his live album or something? It's a it's a music video for um, respect yourself. That wasn't even like a harmony though. That was just three people yelling at the same time. Oh my god. The video it's the lead in here is like three minutes long. Yeah, this is his thriller. If, if anybody gets a chance to see up. the the live performance of Bruce Willis' uh, Return of Bruno, fucking watch it. It's it's so far removed from like what you think Bruce Willis is. <laughs> like, it's him guy being like he, a blues, like a an older yeah. white blues enthusiast, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's. It's like '80s blues. It's '80s pop blues. So there's oh like god, yeah, where like all the production's like... way too slick. Like everything. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. drum has like the fucking like gate reverb on it, <laughs> yep. even though it's just blues, like twelve bar blues. It sounds like Phil Collins. Yeah, absolutely. It it's yeah. It's like uh, it, it's like you know. it's the soundtrack of uh, Crossroads, the the Ralph Macchio Crossroads, where yeah. everything is just like everyone's playing fucking Ibanez it, guitars. It, it just sounds <laughs> solid state amps. It just sounds crazy. It, right. It sounds crazy. It's like um, it, it's almost like a Huey Lewis vibe to it. Yeah. He's, like, he's doing that kind of like it's not blues specifically, but it's like blues adjacent, you know, where yeah. he's like, I, I you know, I, I get the blues and I'm going to incorporate <laughs> that into my version of like rock. Oh, God. <laughs> See, it, it's. I don't think it's quite fair to mention Huey Lewis in the same breath because Huey oh. Lewis rules. Listen, I right. fucking love Huey Lewis. Yeah, he's he's great. He's, he's <laughs> one love of the greats. The news? Come on. Oh my god, his duet with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh my. <laughs> I'm joking duets. about that, but, but <laughs> I I do actually. I like actual Huey Lewis, but yeah, the movie is it. It's called Duet. Is that right? I, I think so. Duet or duets, something like that. God, it's isn't it just about people singing karaoke on a cruise ship? I th- I think so. I've I've never seen it. Um, I, yeah, uh, it's not something that I I could possibly care about. Oh, this is nice, isn't it? Well, get ready. You ain't heard nothing yet. Baby, let's cruise. Whoa, that ain't right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn. Oh, it's like a it's like a weird uh, cover of songs that have. It's on an album of songs that have been in movies, but performed by like uh, weird adult contemporary singers who are out of jobs now that Disney doesn't put adult contemporary versions of songs from their soundtracks that be over the end credits. Yeah. Hmm. Remember that era where like everything was, uh, what's his name? The, the guy from the righteous brothers singing like uh, a whole new world. Oh, wait, like, yeah. At the end of like over the credits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like every Disney movie from the nineties for some reason had like a duet of the two most like adult like, yeah yeah sonoma county sounding people (laughs) (laughs) very weird 1408 starring (laughs) i did forget to talk about this movie um all right so So john johnny we've established it yeah we've established his job he's a writer writes about haunted places Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um he is uh he's not satisfied with his job with his life really um he wrote uh, a novel that like his first book was a novel and it was, it's a very personal story or whatever. And uh, it didn't sell. So he, he started doing this other thing instead and it seems to be making him, you know, enough money to continue doing it. Like hand over fist, uh, just so much cash coming in for his ghost story books. Right. What'd you think Uh, of Tony Shalhoub as his, uh, wheeling and dealing book agent. <laughs> Didn't that feel way off? It's way off. He's just like, Mikey, baby, we're going to make a killing with this next one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like he looks like he could be that guy, but also it's Tony Shalhoub, which I, I don't know. There's maybe I got Shalhoub saturation, but I, Excuse I know too much about you. Him. Yeah. Excuse you. Um, what do you know about Sh- <laughs> what too well, no, much just do you from know like, about Tony Shalhoub? Just from previous <laughs> roles and things like that, and like interviews oh, no, and stuff man. like that. It's just like I don't know. Whoa, well, hold like, on. Yeah. Why are you watching Tony Shalhoub interviews? <laughs> what? Why aren't you watching Tony Shalhoub interviews? I guess he's a so. great guy. He's, <laughs> Is he? Uh, yeah, he's a very nice man. Oh, and, good. Uh, That's honestly <laughs> a huge relief to me because there is something very sweet to me about him, and I'm glad to know. Yeah. That, uh, that there's some truth to it. Uh, can he? Oh, did you know in Men in Black when he gets his head blown off that that was improvised? <laughs> oh man! I mean, in the script he got his head blown off, but he made the choice to regrow it. <laughs> so they thought, like, yeah, we have to kill Tony Shalhoub for this movie. It's sad, but we need the shot. Right. And he was like, it's good, but it doesn't feel right for the character that his head wouldn't grow back. <laughs> and that's how he got it. Wow. That's the kind of stuff that you only hear about on this podcast. Yeah. See, see, I also know too much about Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I know too much. If you knew what I know, man. Shit, you wouldn't be saying that about Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> so he's in this movie he plays like a, a weirdly wheeling and dealing uh book agent for a guy who just publishes like ghost books which i don't care they don't they there's no way they make like a lot of money but i guess like it's never really said that it, they make a ton of money just that he makes a living off of it yeah i don't know like 
this is definitely the kind of book that you would find in like um I don't know, like a small bookshop in like a specific town. Like like in Point Pleasant there's a little bookshop and you would find like a book about like Point Pleasant specifically and all of the haunts of, you know, that town. Like it I don't know, it doesn't seem like anything that people would really be interested in on a regular like basis. Right. Like um, it does it sell more than like weird New Jersey? Right. Yeah, yeah. It seems like right, a novel version, you know, a full-length book version of uh Weird New Jersey. Um So, I I do kind of like the pace of this though. They once they get like he's in the hotel after like 15 minutes into the movie, which is they, there's no dicking around really. They get right into it. Um and you know, John Cusack has that whole like office uh meeting with Sam Jackson where he's like you know, just please don't stay in this room. He tells him all the horror stories of people who have died there and gotten injured there. And, like, there was a maid that, like, what she, like, cut out her eyes or something. She got locked in the bathroom for, like, a minute. Yeah, something um, like that. Oh, yeah, that's the one where he's, like, um, we we go in with, like, crews of two or more people now. And even then, sometimes people still cut their eyes out. Um yeah, there's like, uh, I don't know, what what's the total body count again? Is it like 54 uh, people or something? F- 54 uh, people have, I think they've, they have died there. Um, but there was some sort of stipulation, like, I don't know, it's, you know, five people died there, but then, or maybe it was like five people killed themselves there, but there have been 50-something people who have actually died in the room. From right. Like, Right. Crazy, like, um, you know, somebody drowned and they were like, you know, on the floor of a bedroom or something like that. It like just didn't make any sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, um, why don't what? they just uh, not uh, why don't they just like wall over the door? Don't they <laughs> say isn't it like the owner doesn't want to for one reason or another? Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe I missed that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like they must have explained it. I vaguely remember them doing it, and even so, I feel like they must have because to not acknowledge that. Right. Uh, yeah, that seems like a oversight. Yeah. But yeah, um, why not fill it in with concrete? Why the hell not? <laughs> right. Just fill the whole room in with concrete. Yeah. Or like that, you know, that like spray foam that hardens, like that insulation oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fill it with that. Yeah. Um. So. Samuel L. Jackson tries to talk him out of it. He's basically like, "You can't. I'm. I'm going to do it. Like, you can't scare me. This is like, it's kid shit. Whatever." And then, uh, you know, he goes up to his room, and that's where the whole movie pretty much takes place, right? And <laughs> like, that's where things get interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is. There's like. Maybe some flashbacks. Um, the room can uh, do some stuff. It's basically like, is it the holodeck? <laughs> like it can just <laughs> yeah. become other things. Um, it can become other things. It can like split apart and um, like cave in and walls open up and like water floods in. Yeah. Um, um, it's pretty, pretty interesting room. It can snow in the room. The room can get <laughs> yeah. hot. The room can get cold. Um, but yeah, no, this is like a bottle movie. Uh, yeah. Pretty ambitious, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 
Not that <laughs> not that ambitious. <laughs> I don't know. Um Yeah, I don't like it's like it's kind of kind of a boring movie. Um at one point, um like John Cusack can't get the thermostat to work. So we call it, they call up a repairman, and the repairman won't walk in the room. He just tells him like what to do from the doorway, right? Um, <laughs> Which was kind of funny. <laughs> and that's that guy from uh, The Wire, right? Who's always like she? That guy? You want you want to edit that out? <laughs> no, that's his like line. That's his line in every movie. Really? That's like his. I've never seen line. The Wire, so I don't know. No, no, yeah, I know, I know what it sounded like, but that's like, I, I, yeah, maybe it, pull a clip next time. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, let's see. Yeah, oh. he's in. That's like he's in every in every one of his movies, and like, pre, like that's his like. It's like Arnold saying like, "I'll be back." That's like his thing. Um. Oh, and he uh, he pops up in the Miss TV series, so that'll be great to see him again. Um, <laughs> yeah, they will. I can't wait to <laughs> can't wait to hear him say "mist." <laughs> <laughs> Look over there; it's a mist. <laughs> What's his name? Can you tell me anything about this guy? Um, I think you were trying to vamp while you were looking him up, and I'm also. I was. Doing... Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I cannot. Oh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Hotel Engineer? Yes. Isaiah Whitlock Jr., yes. Hold on. And look, if you go on his IMDb, right, under his trademark, distinctive way of saying shit in many films and The Wire. That's under his IMDb (laughs) profile. (laughs) Oh, very sneaky of you to have updated this. Uh, Now I know. I was just vamping vamping. while I updated it. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. I'm just going to go through his credits and not even see the wire on here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great. Yeah. Yeah. Racist. All right. Me? No. You. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You are. Not me. Um, I'm a a swell guy. People like me. (laughs) Um, What do you... uh, I don't know. One of the first like spooky things that happens here is when uh, John Cusack uh, he's trying to like um, he starts getting scared and he starts he wants to signal for help and he like tries to get the attention of the guy across the street in the okay. hotel. I loved that actually. Yeah. I thought that was very scary. <laughs> it was very scary. Um, you know, there are like there are like minor scary things that are happening. Like little spooky, like things the the radio keeps going off. Um, oh yeah, and honestly, great choice of song for that. I, that's a very spooky song. Which, um, which song was it again? We've okay, only just begun. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah the carpenter. And it's like warbling and uh, just kind of kind of fucked up. And I think yeah. the pitch like drops real low. That's scary. So like this guy who basically has slept in like all of the quote unquote haunted hotels in the country. And he's like, fucked a lot of ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) I fucked a lot of ghosts, dude. Yeah. Dude? Dude, trust me. You ever eat a ghost pussy, dude? Oh, man. Ghost pussy? Bro. Yo, you (laughs) you think it's it's hard to find the clitoris (laughs) on an alive woman? Dude, try it on 
<laughs> Try it on a specter, a haunt, a spook, or a scary. A phantom, <laughs> a poltergeist. Any of them, dude. You can't find it. It's hard for me, at least. Yeah. I see, Like, the movie... I don't know. The movie is boring, but I do like some of the like the scary gags that they mm-hmm. go for. Um, like when early Ooh. on when he's trying to like uh, break out of the room, he uses the key, which is like one of those old timey keys, and it it breaks like in half basically, mm-hmm. and the key gets like sucked into the door. Yeah, which is just like it's a minor thing, but it's nah, that's that's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's definitely creepy. Also. <laughs> Um, spooky gags. I think we just found a new nickname for me. <laughs> Danny Spooky Gags Gagliardi, huh? Yeah. That's the guy I am, huh? <laughs> That's the guy. Starting now, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, that was good. Uh, just to go back to the, the thing where he's like trying to flag down the guy in the building across the street. I was yes. actually very disappointed that by the reveal that it was just him. Yeah. I um, I don't know what else I could have hoped for, but that disappointed I mean, me. I I think they sh- they just shouldn't have shown his face at all. Right. They should um, have just shown like the shadow of the person who just like kept appearing to try to kill him intermittently, like yes. the ghost. They should have just shown that running toward the shadow in the other room. I think that would have been way better. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, <clears throat> that that guy across the way. His, there's a killer that like sneaks up behind him, and uh, that killer looks like he's wearing a mask. He's not. That's his real face. Yeah, right. It is. It is like a mask face. <laughs> it, it it's like TV makeup. Like it, it, it's like a bad. His face is a bad mask. Yeah. Um. You know who so else is very a bad creepy mask? Stuff. Uh, <laughs> the bad guy from the mask when he puts the mask on oh yeah or whatever is that right that guy yeah the bad guy put the mask on in the mask yeah have you not seen the mask um no no i haven't seen it i haven't because you, uh, should, you should watch that dan why oh man you would like it oi man oi bruv <laughs> <laughs> uh Bro. would i i would like it why would i like it <laughs> no i don't think because i like love it. swing culture <laughs> yeah there's that one swing dance scene he's wearing um, a zoot suit the whole time right <laughs> yeah um it's it's jim carrey in his prime um jim carrey at his most confident i don't want that <laughs> <laughs> no, weirdly, I think present day Jim Carrey. Present is, day is way like, more confident because he's got nothing to be confident about in any of the stuff he's doing right now, and yet he is. Like no one's yeah. validating that. No, he. Yeah, he's confident on like a cosmic level. <laughs> like, it, yeah, he's <laughs> truly he is. He's doing. He's on some real galaxy brain shit with his yeah. observations that life is just an illusion, man. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking 50 years old. What are you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is like, I, I don't know if you can, like, you know, for every atrocity and exploitation, I don't know mm-hmm. if you can make a stronger case against, like, capitalism than the wealth of Jim Carrey making him that annoying. <laughs> play yeah. andy kaufman one time your brain goes to shit yeah you snap hard <laughs> god have you watched that documentary 
No, no, me neither. I have no no intention of watching it. I, I don't. I think it would just make me mad. Oh my god! Wait a second. I watched the Andre the Giant documentary though. Wow, it's yeah? great. It's I, so I would good. Watch that I would love to watch that. He um, was such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do. We gotta do a documentary month on the bonus show. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, decided. All right. We're forty five minutes so, in. Yeah, roughly. So I don't know. A bunch of spooky stuff. What other What other scary stuff in this movie did you like? Um, any like scary? What did scary gags like about this scary movie? <laughs> um, hold on, let me get in the character. I was watching fourteen oh eight late <laughs> one night. Um, it was eight p.m. Arizona Standard Time. <laughs> I thank you. Slant rhyme. I'm trying to, re- <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, I thought it was kind of I don't know. It was kind of fucked up when the the room takes over his computer and starts lying to his wife. Oh yeah, that was very yeah. scary. And it just like looks at him and kind of smirks. That yeah, was, he's uh, like fuck you. Yeah, he's like huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking room, baby. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, you can't find me on my fucking room, dude. <laughs> yeah. Also, it did give me like a little bit of uh stress when he's trying to scale the outside of the Yeah. Like, out when he's outside the building and then there are like no windows anymore. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty fucked. Yeah, when the when the camera pulls back and there's just like one window that he came out of and yeah. like the rest of it is just all brick. Right. That was very stressful for me. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, there's uh, there's some good stuff in here, but the 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 sum is less than its parts, I guess. It is, yeah. That's a I don't know. I don't know how it could have been better though. Like I don't know what they could have done necessarily to improve on this because it is it's just kind of like a one note thing. Um, I think this you know it, it would work better as like an anthology, as like a short you know yeah uh, yeah like a half Which, hour story in a bigger movie is this based off of a short story or a full yeah no it's a short story okay then we can talk about it i know we can't talk about the book that it's in right but i think we can talk about the short story itself sure what are the rules <laughs> the rules are you don't talk about the books dan oh weirdly this oh <gasps> i found a loophole oh okay it's in an audio book. No, there's, no. There's no print version of this, I don't think. Oh, shit. Yeah. How about that? In Blood and Smoke? Yeah. An audio book released in 1999, dude, before people understood what audiobooks' role in society would be. No, oh, no. Are you looking on the Wikipedia? Is that where you found this? Yeah, yeah. I was reading it verbatim when I said before people knew what audiobooks' role in society <laughs> would be. <laughs> um. Smoke and Mirror, or <laughs> Smoke and Mirror, Blood and Smoke is an audiobook in which uh, Stephen King reads three of his short, his own short stories. At the time, King said the two stories, blah, blah, blah. But all three appeared in the Everything's Eventual collection. So, Shit. wrong. Shit, okay. Never mind, never mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta pull out. Other stories in that series. Um, no. Autopsy Room 4. Um, the Road Virus Heads North. Oh, um, riding the bullet. Hey. Interesting. Uh, We've talked about a lot of these, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we have. 
Cool. So, great. Um, <laughs> um, so, but I, I do know, think this man. would work better overall as a shorter fucking thing. I think, yeah. you know, everybody does what they can, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, be- especially, too, because it's a haunted hotel thing. Wouldn't this, like, you can't, you can't help but, like, uh, compare it to The Shining. Right. Like, there's no, other, like, yeah, oh, it's a haunted hotel thing by Stephen King, and it's not The Shining? Well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, th- I mean, I think the way this works is to just, like, you know, paint a picture of, like, his personal demons a little bit better um, yeah. throughout the course of the movie. All you know is that, like, his daughter died or whatever, and, you know, that's not... Like, not that that's not a big deal. It's just not a lot to really latch on to, just knowing that. Right. You know, there's nothing about him that makes that resonate in any way. Like, he's not doing enough work to really make me feel for him in that moment. Um, Yeah. The, you know, it was like a surprisingly effective little thing for me not not in terms of character development but just like the actual story itself like Mm. okay so the whole time he's in the room there's an alarm clock counting down from like 60 so it's like an hour uh if you didn't know an hour has 60 minutes in it and each minute's the same length and within each of those minutes there's 60 seconds so if you do the math you're you're looking at about 600 seconds so (laughs) (laughs) um but like the moment where it finishes counting down and just starts over again, yeah, uh, I liked that a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is no, just something like, like there are like good scary gags for yeah. scary gags. I agree, I agree, and I <laughs> and you know what I say goes in this one respect. Uh, yeah. What'd you think of the phone voice? Oh, the, the like the the woman on the, the other end yeah of the... the like very courteous like hotel employee voice that's actually just a part of the evil room. No, nah, I mean it was fine. I thought, um, you know, it's like <laughs> it it sounds like a a woman at the uh you know the lobby desk who's um you know just there to help, but she's also there to kill you. Yep. Um, yep. So that's fun. Yes. Um, I thought when he was crawling through the vents. Um, and there's Ooh, that, like, yeah. that, that one scary guy mm-hmm. <laughs> who crawls after him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was pretty scary. I thought, I thought that was good. Yeah. I thought that was well done. Uh, it's <laughs> just kicks, kicks off the jaw. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> it's just fine though. Somehow like it, yeah, it doesn't th- add up to anything. It doesn't add up to anything. Yeah. Uh, like one of the, uh, one of the big, I mean, the character's main, like, I guess arcs is that he, so his daughter gets uh, cancer, right? And she is dying. And um, there's like this whole like talk about like the afterlife, uh, life and faith and all this stuff. And like, he doesn't believe in any of it. And so he like, he doesn't, he doesn't feel comfortable lying to his dying daughter about it. He does, but he doesn't, he feels weird about it. Um, And that sort of leads into his whole like, debunking haunted things and all this like you know haunted bullshit because mm-hmm. he's just like i don't believe in any sort of afterlife or any anything else right and then this this room sort of like reinstills that that faith in him because through sheer terror yeah <laughs> um 
But again, like I don't think, I, I don't know if it's the way like Husak is playing it, but I don't think it's enough. Um, yeah, I think I think something about this, like, because like a lot of Stephen King stories, I think one of the things that's happening here is like it's a guy wrestling with his demons, whatever's haunting him. Right. Like he's got the cigarette that he keeps behind his ear because he quits smoking, but he always carries it with him. Right. Um, I think there's something to that. And I I don't know. Maybe they just needed to lean more on that. Like it's so close to being something, but it just doesn't quite happen. Yeah. Um, Now, the movie, I mean his story ends like when the, when the alarm clock finishes counting down, uh, it starts over. He gets a call from the spooky voice. That's like, um, Hey, just a heads up. This is just going to keep happening forever. Uh, unless you, uh, you can end it whenever you want. Yep. Yep. So he decides to, um, when Sam Jackson is trying to talk him out of staying in this room, Part of his incentive to do so is a very fancy bottle of scotch. Like, mm. uh, he, like, pours a glass for John Cusack. John Cusack's like, ooh, this is real good. And he's like, keep it. Compliments of the hotel. Um, So what does he do? He takes that bottle. He stuffs a, a bit of cloth in it. And he makes himself a Molotov cocktail and lights the whole room on fire. And that's sort of how it all ends. He takes the room with him. Uh... The final scene of the movie is his funeral, which <laughs> Sam Jackson <laughs> Sam Jackson goes to. Uh, He's, yeah, to uh, uh, he <laughs> he. Well, okay. There's before he sets fire to the room. There is um, there's that I scene where his daughter, the go- the ghost of his daughter, comes and um, she's like, I don't know. She, there's like a whole you know you're supposed to feel something in that moment but like i don't know daddy i'm scared it's cold or whatever you know it's cold here some bullshit like that it's always that kind of bullshit right and um so he sets fire to the fucking room uh he uh set fire (laughs) to the room the, the firemen save him and uh drag him out the room burns um and then he, I guess he moves back in with his ex-wife, right? Is that? Oh, right. I forgot about that whole thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> there's there's also, like, a weird fucking scene where, like, right after the firefighters pull him out of the room, uh, Sam Jackson is, like, sitting in a leather chair, like, sipping whiskey, smoking a cigar, and he says, he says something like, well played, um, you know. <laughs> like what i don't understand what i'm supposed to get from that yeah like because sam jackson he doesn't seem like an agent of the room right no no not at all um he like the opposite i think i think he's like he doesn't appreciate the room killing people (laughs) right he Um, he he wishes it would stop yeah um so i don't know that that's weird um so he moves in with his ex-wife like they're settling back in and he john cusack there's a uh, a box of things from that room that time when he was haunted <laughs> and he plays the the cassette like the, his voice recorder that he takes with him everywhere and the voice of his daughter is on it and um like it freaks out the mom obviously because you know whatever 
And that's how it ends. And then it cuts to credits. They, they're like staring at each other and they're like, wait, what? And <laughs> fucking done. End. Yeah. Well, wait, hold on. Hold on. Yes. Did you just say, because, wait, was he alive at the end? Is that what you just said? Yeah, he's alive at the end. No, he's not. Not my version. So here's the thing. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's what I think happened. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now, and the second Uh-oh. section is called Alternate Endings. Oh, I, no. Yeah. So I didn't um, I didn't watch the version that you put in the Dropbox because I didn't feel oh. like getting my computer out. <laughs> so <laughs> I rented I rented it on Amazon. So my version that I saw he dies in the fire. And Wow. Yeah. So there's like there's a whole there's the whole sequence where like he gets out and he's like surfing and stuff and he's in the you know, he's like in the hospital yeah. or whatever. Um but that just ends up being like uh, a thing that the room tricked him into thinking was happening. And then right. He yeah, so the real ending is like he lights the room on fire, he smokes his cigarette, he dies in the room, and then at his funeral, Sam Jackson shows up with his personal affects to give to his wife, and then she listens to the tape recorder by herself in the car. Oh wow. Yeah. That, uh, when you said that he dies and Sam Jackson was the only one that showed up at his funeral, I thought you were being doing facetious. a bit. Oh, yeah. doing a classic spooky gag bit. Yeah. <laughs> no. So there are three endings. I guess we should talk about them. Okay. All, All right. right. So Fine. shut up. Shut up while I read. <coughs> All right. Go ahead. Yeah. So the original quote unquote unused ending is the one I saw. Well, apparently it was used. Yeah. So she, yeah, he gives her the thing and then there's like a jump scare at the end where like he's in his car and he looks in his rear view mirror and he sees dead John Cusack in his back seat. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then you saw. Let's see. Yeah, you saw. Well done, Enslin. Well done. Right. And let's see. Oh no! In this one, let's see. I'm just gonna read it out loud yeah, yeah. instead. How's that sound? Do it. Another ending uses elements from both the theatrical ending and the discarded original ending. Mike dies in the fire. Afterward, Olin remarks, well done, Enslin. Well done. Uh, Instead of the funeral scene, the sounds of a funeral are dubbed over establishing shots of Los Angeles. Lily and Mm. Sam sort through Mike's uh, affects in Lily's new home. Why? Wait, who's Sam? Who the hell's Sam? Oh, is that his agent? It's probably Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sam says, well, at least he went out in a blaze, which (laughs) that's not comforting at all. No, that's that's not something like, you say. <laughs> it's not. He didn't say blaze of glory. He basically just said, well, at least he died in a fire. <laughs> well, you know, on one hand, he did die in a fire. But on the other hand, he he died in a fire. He burned alive. Right. Lily gives him a look of disapproval. Appropriate mm. reaction. Right. Sam returns to his New York office, sorts through his mail, and discovers the manuscript that Mike wrote about Room 1408, written after Mike thought he had awakened from a dream. Interesting. Hmm. I kind of like that. I like that detail that he did, like, the room allowed him to write it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, as Sam reads the story, audio from Mike's experiences in the room is heard. In a final scene, Sam's office door slams shut, 
And Mike's father, father's voice says, as I was, you are, as I am, you will be. I don't like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the one you saw, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, uh, this ending is shown on the Australian streaming service Presto and on Netflix <laughs> in Japan. Wow. Ne- Netflix in the Netherlands used to show this ending. However, Netflix changed it to the ending used in the theatrical release. So you I saw got... that one, right? Where he's alive? Yeah, where he's alive. Um, <laughs> you, saw the, you saw the Presto version. Hold from on. From Australia. This is yeah, crazy. In the, it, yeah, from the Wikipedia here. Uh, Mike <laughs> oh, survives man. and moves to Los Angeles with Lily. Uh, when he plays the tape of Katie's voice from 1408, Lily hears it and looks shocked. Um, Mike stares at Lily strangely. This is the ending. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's the presto. <laughs> what that's the, the fuck? <laughs> the, where did you get that? I got it off the DVD. What? Like, <laughs> that's like at, at one point I owned this DVD and... When I uh, when I copied it onto my computer, that is the version. Like it, it's not like a uh, you know like a deleted scene or yeah, something like that. No, it's like, just it's not in a special feature. It's the movie. That's um, so weird. That's you got re- you got yeah you got the presto version. I got I got prestoed, man. <laughs> you prestoed yourself. <laughs> Fuck. All right. <laughs> well, that's it. Now we know all three endings for fourteen oh eight. What a f- Damn, I am so glad. Uh, I'm sad it took about an hour, but I'm glad we got some juice out of this one. <laughs> no, I, you, wait, you remember when DVDs used to do that, where they or movies for the DVDs would make it like a different ending, mm-hmm. um, and they just I, I can't think of. They just like, call it like alternate um, endings or something, right? Yeah, but like a movie should when you start making a movie, I feel like you should have the ending sorted out. (laughs) I think they usually do, but then, like, when they do test screenings and stuff, that's when they have to go back and reshoot. And it says that about the ending that I saw was that it was, like, too depressing, so they didn't use it. Oh, man. All right. Because of test audiences. Can you imagine dumber people in the world (laughs) than the audiences who show up to test screenings? Just, like, shitheads, like, tourists walking around L.A., just on Hollywood Boulevard, who get pulled into screenings, and then they're like, "I didn't like it. Made me feel something." <laughs> uh, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> Ted Levine and his kids. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it either, Daddy. Can we get ice cream? Or <laughs> or spooky gags. <laughs> Ted Levine and his two sons, Ed Levine and Zed Levine. <laughs> and, I my damn and his daughter, Ted Ett. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Man. So that's 1408. Soup to nuts. Start to finish. Snout to tail. Uh, what do you say we crack open a, a, a new, a, a nice cold segment? Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, that hurts my parts. This is Oh, That Hurts My Parts. Uh, if you're new to the show, here's what's happening. Rob and I are each going to complain about what we didn't like about the movie. <laughs> uh, so if you like the first hour of the show, you're going to like these next few minutes. Mm-hmm. Anything really get your uh, get your gall in this one? 
My man. Uh, the the I don't know the whole bit where he like uh, wakes up and it's like the he like in the beginning of the movie he goes surfing and he wipes out right yeah and uh, and then ha- like I don't know three quarters of the way through the movie he uh, the room drowns him and then he wakes up and he's back on the beach like they're replaying that whole thing and I don't know I I don't like that it's like a dumb misdirect mm-hmm. you know. Because you know that it's not real, right? And and it's just like, all right, we're just we're wasting time here. Yeah, and it took uh, it takes like way longer than you'd think, I guess, in an effort to like try to be like, no, no, this is actually real. Yeah, but right. It doesn't um, work. Right, and I don't know. It should be. I'm gonna say like it takes so long. He like he wakes up from almost drowning on the beach. Then he reconnects with his wife. They go out to dinner. Um, he tells her the the dream that he had. He then writes down that dream and does like research on it. Um, he he writes the whole fucking book, sends it off to the publisher, and it only like falls apart on him once he like goes to pick up his mail. It, it's like right. ten <laughs> minutes of like yeah. this dream that isn't happening. It, it's way too much. And if it's I don't know, it should be more. Uh, say hellish for him to like then just like not knowing where his mail is yeah well it should be yeah exactly like they should bring like bring the daughter back to life that's yeah that's way more fucked up you yeah, know for like sure. um you know like they they should have really like they could have i don't know if if he went like above and beyond um like if it was just like the happiest ending possible in this like ten minute span where like everything is just going so great for him and his daughter's there and it you know life is just fantastic and then it's ripped away from him yeah that's way worse than just being like I had a bad dream and I wrote it down yeah <laughs> I had a dream I was at the the post office <laughs> yeah I don't and know then I woke up yeah uh, what <laughs> uh, it so was nice was very SoCal very living but yeah no that was <laughs> that is real. Real, real bad. Um, I, I, I'm torn. I think for me, it's like a tie between that and then like, I, I. Part of me likes this, but it didn't do anything for me in terms of like a horror movie. When he opens yeah. the front, like the door of the hotel room, and it's just a brick wall. I thought that was like a funny Looney Tunes gag, <laughs> but like, you know, as a device in a horror movie, it doesn't quite translate. Like, I know the line between comedy and horror is very thin, but there is still a line. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are those are my two. What do you say we do a little? Uh, uh, let's look on the shinier side of things. Daddy! This is shining moments. Um, in a sense, this whole movie is a shining moment. a lot of shining moments in this one um i think it's that guy in the building across the way there i think that's by far the creepiest thing in this movie yeah i think that's really creepy the scene where he's out on the ledge and like i said that shot that pulls back and it's just like the window in a solid brick wall Mm -hmm. that's uh that's pretty spooky um i just uh yeah well the king trope list just got longer Okay, good. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I don't know if there's, like, I think that's kind of it. I like, like, um, I don't know, you were, wait, what, what did you say you didn't, you didn't like the, the thing 
the, uh, the brick wall the dream sequence but and the, the brick wall i i didn't like the brick wall thing either but i kind of liked the like the map of the floor that was on on the door and how like his room is like yes <laughs> is the only thing on it and yeah. it's just like in in this black like not negative space just like you're in a whole other place now man you're not even <laughs> like <laughs> this is no longer a haunted room in a hotel <laughs> right that that was kind of uh I, you know, I agree. I agree. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it, though. Yeah, for sure. What do you say we... Uh, let's start running through this list of King Tropes. How about... All right. All right. Hang on. Here, we're going we're gonna to test this out here. King Tropes! King Tropes! If you seen it before, you just say so. We'll add it to our running list of King Tropes. Why are all the children always evil? Why so many one letters for people? He wanted to. Why are all the children always evil? He wanted to. Why so many one letters for people? He wanted to. Why is there always going to be a greaser? He wanted to. You just need to trust this, guys. Go to Bloodline Device. I drive a great distance just to die. Just to die. <laughs> this is King Tropes. I forgot about the fart sound. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is King Tropes. I I think that's good. Actually, I, I was worried that I wouldn't like it, but um, no, I like I like it a lot. I think uh, it's it's the best thing that uh, the show has done in a long time. <laughs> hey, if you if you like the new King Tropes song, why don't you let us know, please? I could use that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and don't tell me it's pitchy. I know it's pitchy. <laughs> King tropes. I got a long list. Are there any you want to uh, knock out right off the bat? I mean, uh, haunted hotel. Yeah. Um, that's one of them. Guy on a ledge. Yep. That was uh, the one I added when I said the list just got longer. Uh, yep. Um, let's see. Like a, a, I don't know the the weird like um relationship between like I mean obviously their main character is a writer. Um, mm-hmm. the the relationship between his writer agent and him yeah like the, i have that like... <laughs> i have that specifically i was thinking of the um what's the it was in one of the anthologies with ray don chung oh remember um... his agents were like that divorced couple who still fucks and works together oh whatever. shit yeah what the well yeah there was there's oh man hold on there's that one there's the one, the dark half, right? Because that isn't right. Yes, <laughs> yes. Is, um, uh, what about secret wait, window? Was there, there one yeah, in secret, secret window? W- yeah, the the agent shows up there and he ends up getting secret windowed. Um, <laughs> you got corned. Yeah. Um, oh, is he the one who gets the corn to the throat or whatever? No, no, that can't possibly be right. <laughs> doesn't someone doesn't someone get corned to death? No, somebody dies, gets stabbed with corn in Sleepwalkers. Is that what you're thinking of? Maybe that. It's crazy how much corn comes up in Stephen King's work. <laughs> like outside my, of Children of the Corn. It's my favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> the spookiest staple crop. <laughs> yeah. Um, just the fact that like in every, like not only is like every one of his characters a writer, but he's, hey. He's a writer. He's got to have an agent that he talks to. And like, he's got to uh, have corn. He's got to have a yeah. bowl of steaming corn. Bowl of steaming corn. Uh, the the writer with an ex-wife. Yep, um, got that. Got yeah. that. Uh, seen that uh, just a million times. Secret window. 
the Tom Berenger episode of Nightmares and Dreamscapes, just a whole yep. litany of examples. Uh, writer uh, protagonist who's quit a vice but still keeps some reminder of it around. Oh, okay. That was a dark what? half thing, right? Doesn't he always like? Didn't he always hang on to whether it was like a cigarette or just some booze, just to like re- somehow remind himself not to do those things? I think it was a cigarette, actually. I think, yeah. yeah. Um, All right, we got that one. Yeah. Uh, um, writer protagonist who writes about the supernatural but is skept- is a skeptic. That's the Night Flyer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're really getting into it. Yeah, um, definitely. Ghost of a dead loved one pleading with you to help them. That's just mm-hmm. like that feels like more of a general trope, actually. I'm gonna yeah. cut strike that from the record, please. Uh whoever is maintaining the wiki, uh also <laughs> hopefully starting the wiki. Uh yeah. please strike that from the record. Um <laughs> your favorite, traveling a great distance yeah. only to die. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Paintings that move. Um, oh uh, yeah, yeah. The the I'm thinking about the road virus, of course. Uh, also thinking mm-hmm. about um, this is a call forward, but the it remake with the spooky painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I got great. dumb question from a fan at a book signing. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one is a a good natured, concerned black hotel employee. Oh. Like a scat, scat man. man, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, it's kind of suspect to me that a lot of Stephen King's black characters work in service jobs, but boy, <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm just I, I'm um, calling them like I see them. I also I want to add something to the the list of things that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Yeah, Can I, I think. Uh, yeah, as long as we we're gonna have to touch base with the person who. Uh, is creating and maintaining the wiki, but okay. it should be good. <laughs> I also, good. I, I, after, um, it's like after he has another dream about his, uh, like dying daughter or whatever, uh, the fax machine prints out, uh, the shirt, like his daughter's <laughs> shirt. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. That was very bad. That's so funny. <laughs> oh man. I did like that. <laughs> Again, that's like, that's like fucking Looney Tunes shit. It is like Looney Tune shit. Um, <laughs> I'm out of I'm out of tropes though. So if you got nothing else, I think that's it. Um, I mean, if any, even if it's not complete, it's still comprehensive. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I'll let you pick what we do next. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory. Oh. Yes. The whole room was a Slimer. It, you know what? Slimer's <laughs> origins are in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, right? And remember the scene toward the end where the fax machine prints out a hot dog? Yes. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, he's saying it without saying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this room is it's just one big Slimer. Yeah. Stepped into the mouth of the Slimer. Ooh. That Great. was where that was where with Slimer. In case you're new, to the show. Uh, we can't just do that, you know. <laughs> you can't just play a clip from the from the song Ghostbusters and then mm-hmm. just start talking about how the room is Slimer. <laughs> that would, I, yeah, it is one of my favorite things to spring on a guest who hasn't listened. Oh to my the god, show. yeah. The when Ryan Barry was on, that was. Uh, <laughs> That and and Rob didn't Rob Wisman also kind of have no idea what was going on. 
Yeah, I mean, nobody, even people who listen to the show are like, wait, what is this segment again? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. Who was I, who was I yelling at about this, though? Was uh, it, I don't know. Was it Taylor, maybe? Maybe. I forget. I don't know. Someone got yelled at because they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair, right? It's fair. Yeah, it's a fair attitude to take with people. <laughs> well, this, of course, brings us to our final segment, I Am DB. They just cheated us! This isn't fair! <sighs> this is IMDb, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the average user score on IMDb.com. 2000. Oh, wow, this number has jumped considerably since I took, <laughs> uh, since I put this in my notes uh, when I watched the movie last week. So, oh, okay. 200,000. Sorry, I know I said 2,000 at first, uh, but I meant to say 200. <laughs> it didn't jump... votes um no 200,000 no sorry 232,000 fucking hell why can't i read (laughs) 232,041 people Mm -hmm. uh they gave their opinion of the movie and awarded it an average weighted user score of 6.8 out of 10 stars okay i've yeah, I think this works. I think this is a six point eight out of ten star movie. Yeah, I was yeah maybe I mean, a little before, lower, maybe just a yeah. flat six. I before seeing this uh, the score here, um, yeah, I would have given it like a six, six point five tops. Yeah, I think like uh, like I said, like some of the uh, like the spooky things that happen in the room, uh, I thought were like clever. Um, I, it's like that yeah, girl raptor kind of from it. Jurassic Park in a lot of ways. Ah, clever girl. <laughs> Very good uh, uh, Jurassic Park Santa impression. <laughs> that's his name. Um, that's Santa, right? It, it's not. Santa is not the one that says that line. It's the other guy. Oh, um, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It, I owe you an apology. It, it's the guy that's hunting Robin Williams in Jumanji? Yep. You're right. <laughs> oh, his dad. Alan yeah. Parrish Sr. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I, wa- I want to do a Jumanji. I want to do an episode of the bonus show about I want, Jumanji. I want to do a Jumanji. A Jumanji. <laughs> the Italian film Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> it's just your grandma telling you to eat up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jumanji. Jumanji. You have to eat or else she'll find a way to take it personally. <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense. People are not hungry all the time, but she's going to get her feelings hurt. Uh, yeah. Jumanji. Um, I, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I would, I feel like it's got to be a flat six. Like this score would make more sense to me if it didn't like implicate that it could be a much better movie. <laughs> right. You know, like it, <laughs> it, there's something here and they're just not doing it. So yeah, yeah. flat six for me. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a six. Um all right. All right. Okay, bye. Show's over. This is it for us. Uh this is show's show. over. Yup, yup, yup. Uh thank you for listening, of course. Um if you haven't done so already, for Christ's sake, just rate and review the show on iTunes. It takes like five please? minutes. Yeah. Please you can get please. Please do it. Please. <laughs> All you got to do. Look, if we say it like this, will you do it? Please. Yeah, I, I, I'm 
telling you. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> it's so easy to do. I understand that the podcast app is a shitty, shitty app. But yeah, it's it not is. hard, and all you got to do, you don't have to get creative. Maybe we should write up a template for people. Let's do it right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. Yep. I, um, Stephen King. Are we going back and forth? <laughs> yeah, let's trade off every other word. Let's do it. I. Great. Stephen. Uh, Weber. <laughs> Fine. Do. Okay. Do. Um. Okay, so I, Stephen Weber, do... Actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> love, uh, coming. <laughs> no, don't say that. I want them to pull your review. Okay, no, coming. <laughs> you can make this clean. Go ahead. Okay. I, Stephen Weber, do love, do actually, do, do actually love, love coming, coming across the. Best, um, best folks. <laughs> Just kidding. Podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, the best podcast, folks. <laughs> Named Spooky Gags and. Bobby Mamone. <laughs> if I ever uh, hear another unkind <laughs> word. About Dan and his pig, I will simply scream. Thank. And that's it. That's the end. Just thank. All right. Great. So, guys, so, let me read that back. It's I, Stephen Weber, do actually love coming across the best podcast folks named Spooky Gags and Bobby Mamone. If I ever hear another unkind word about Dan and his pig, I will simply scream. Thank. <laughs> so, five right. stars so we, and, right. and that review. All right, we did it. Great. Yep. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um,. I guess that's the show. So, again, if you want to uh, get a weekly bonus episode, you can do that by uh, going into the show notes and clicking on through. Tapping on through, I guess. Tapping yeah, on yeah. your smartphone. Uh, to it. our Patreon, uh, $5 a month or more will get you that beautiful reward and possibly more, depending on how much you give us. Uh, you can right, reach right. out to us on Twitter, on mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, and via email, kingmepod. In the case of the email, it's kingmepot at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, what are we doing uh, next week? All right. So I I brought it up earlier, but next week is our first foreign film based on a Stephen King uh, property. Life it's called... is beautiful. <laughs> yep. It is called Life is Beautiful. <laughs> um, 
right. that is life is beautiful just like a uh, a huge piece of shit yeah <laughs> that movie well sucks. no it is a huge is it the same uh thing is that jerry lewis uh the day the clown cried is wow like... yup <laughs> yeah <laughs> Critically acclaimed movie Life is Beautiful is the same <laughs> as critically panned movie The Day the Clown Cried. All right, great. Okay, so what's this movie now? Uh The Day the Clown Cried? No, um, no. Oh, no. It's uh it's called No Smoking. It's um it's actually uh it's based on Quitters Inc. A uh a story that we talked about in the Oh boy. What was that? Uh Shit. In the early days of our <laughs> Maybe show, like, was that like Creep Show Two or something? No, or is that the was... one with the Ray Don Chong story? No, it was not. Shit. It was uh, Cat's Eye. Cat, <laughs> Cat's Eye. I said it first. Um, okay, all right. I re- I seem to remember really liking that story, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, that was the one with James Woods. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's psycho. You know, yeah, Funny. with American Treasure, James Woods. <laughs> um, colossal piece of shit, James Woods. Yeah, yeah, but James Woods won't be in this. Um, so yeah, it's a it's an Indian film. Ooh, so yeah, from India. looking forward to that. Well, great. Um, until uh, well, we'll see you then. We'll see you in a week for that. Uh, and until then, of course, I am Danny. Uh, I am spooky. I am Bobby. Gags. <laughs> Steve. King. King. <laughs> Under the 